Welcome back. We're back after a uh, little one-week hiatus. Your boys are back. Empire's Finest is here. I'm your host, Adam Krieger. As always, my left, your right, my man, Anthony Fontanello. Fon, how was your break, brother? That was great, man. Uh, Florida, <laughs> Florida's a damn good time. It's a different world than, than it is up here where we're, uh, uh, especially where we've been the last two years. It's, been, it's a different yeah. world. Hell yeah. How, was it hot as shit? Like unbearably hot? No, no, it really wasn't. I mean, my hotel was right on the beach, so I got the beach breeze. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't bad to be honest. I mean, I roasted a little bit, you know, I got, I got color, but I, I needed it. I was sitting out in the sun. Good for you. Well, Big day for the Yankees. Sap this breaking. We're recording Wednesday night, which broke about 10, 15 minutes ago. Joey Gallo to the Yankees. Font, give me your instant reaction. Instant reaction is uh, season starts today. Oh, no. Season starts today. Uh, listen, uh, he he's a, I know what everyone's going to say. He's... Literally, he's like the exact same player as Judge and Stan. Well, not maybe not Stan, but I think he's like the exact same player as Judge. Uh, throw him in left. We got Judge in right, and you got on the corners two gold, one Gallo gold glove, Judge gold glove caliber. You got two great defenders, and we finally got ourselves a lefty bat with this ridiculously constructed lineup of just straight righties when. You know our stadium is built for lefties, and we don't we don't have a good lefty in there. I mean, our best lefty hitter right now is Ruffindo Door. Now, I mean, now it's not. Now it's Gallo, but uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I think this will shake things up. And uh, not gonna say the Yankees are gonna go on a run or nothing because like they just have too much bad luck for that. But uh, it definitely is gonna keep. Now, now they brought me back in. Like I, said, I can't I said, believe it. I can't believe like I said, they brought you back in, though. Like, like I said in an earlier prospect, in an earlier uh, podcast. Well, you know what? You know what? Cashman actually made a trade, shaking things up. But and this, this is the worst team you guys have had in four years, and this is the team that he goes to make a trade after. Like I don't get it. I, it, it, I know, I know. That's that's going to bother me too. He should have done something like this in 2019 when that was probably our best chance to win out of out of this whole out of the whole last four years but he did something so i gotta give him the credit for now right we'll see what happens i uh, hope he does more like you need uh, an infielder you need a pitcher there's a lot I don't more want that this, the Yankees i don't need, want but... this to i don't want this to be it what are you 15 yeah. games how many games back are you right now it, it was first place you could forget about that but we're eight and a half back of a wild card uh wild second wild card spot we're like three we're three and a half yeah, I mean, but the like, wild card is more. The wild card is obviously more in play. Are you? Is that? I mean, is that we're going all in for a wild card game? Uh, like I mean, Gallo's a two hundred, a career two hundred hitter. He's got. He's yeah, got a, a, yeah, I, I don't. I just don't get. We've talked about this before, but I just don't get why Stan cannot play the outfield consistently. Like you wouldn't. You wouldn't need Gallo if you could play the outfield consistently. Yeah. Like yeah. you could use it. You could have used your assets to go get Story or a guy like Hobby or. An infielder that you guys clearly desperately need. Yeah, well, that's that, that's the problem that we're gonna have now with Stanton. So where, if, if this is it, are you, are you happy or are you you pissed? Uh, if this is it, I'm in. I'm gonna be like indifferent. I'll be like a little happy that they did something, but I'm not gonna be happy. That I don't. Cause I don't think this is enough. This is a start. This is definitely no, a start. It's definitely not enough. 
definitely not enough. This, this is definitely a start. I'll, I'll tell you that. It's a good – I say it's a good start. And you know what? I'm proud of Brian Cashman for one thing. He finally stopped sitting there prospect hugging. He gave up six prospects in this deal. Like, and one of them was Clark Schmidt, who was a guy that's been up and down uh, for a while over the past two years. So it looks like he finally realized, you know what? Uh, let me – like enough with the prospects. Six prospects for this for one bat that we did get. We got we got somebody else too. Correct me if I'm wrong. We got this guy named Joe King. I believe he's a reliever. Now, obviously, that's not. Oh, John John King. Excuse me. He's a left. Yeah, he's he's a left-handed pitcher. So I mean, we got two guys. I don't know what I don't know who the hell John King is. Probably ain't gonna be that. Probably ain't gonna be good. But we did get somebody else. I don't know. No, I mean, six prospects for that return, and especially if that's going to be it. I mean, I would assume that this isn't that it's not going to be it, just because if this in if this is an isolated move. It's a dumb move, but I, I, to me, like corner outfield should have not been the spot that I'm looking to upgrade on cash. And I know that. I I just think this to me this reeks of desperation. Like this is like honestly just to get idiot fans like you to buy back in, just because like that. Like you, you, you were so far removed, like fucking two weeks ago, and now like a two eleven, right. a two eleven freaking corner outfielder is gonna make or break this season. Like fuck that, no way. I mean, the guy is built for Yankee Stadium. Like, yeah, he's he's the exact same hitter that judges, but at the same time, he he is built for Yankee Stadium. And to be honest, we haven't been hitting home runs this year. Uh, like I'll call I'll call it like it is. If the Yankees were two years ago Yankees who hit a bunch of home runs, they'd at least be winning regular season games. That that like is that gonna win you playoff games? No, we've seen that plenty of times before, but that's kind of what we're stuck with now. But now we're at the point where it's not about winning in the playoffs. Now we're trying to just get there. I'm not gonna be happy if we just get there and lose, obviously. But now we just got now we're just gonna have to get there. So we gotta get some guys with some pop. Uh this isn't I don't think this is it though. I genuinely think that they will end up getting story as well. And then if they, I think I genuinely think that they are getting story. And then if they get story, then this, then this has turned into uh, probably one of Brian Cashman's better trade deadlines, at least in recent memory. Well, yeah, but I, if, if you just get Gallo in a story, you're still missing starting pitching, which is what the Yankees have missed for the last three, four years. I mean, I, mean, I don't to be, know. To be completely fair, the the pitching, the starting pitching staff has gone through like periods this season where they've been really good. Like right now, they're going through a period where the starting pitching has been really good. Um, it's the bullpen that's been killing us. I did not. I tell you right now, I did not like getting rid of Luis Severino. Uh, not Severino, excuse me, Luis Sessa. Uh, just to dump freaking uh, Justin Wilson's salary. It, it, it was like $2 million. You couldn't just dump that. Like you had to get rid of Sessa too. Yeah, that was that was a weird salary dump like that. I don't know. So odd. And Sessa's been good this year. Like Sessa, like if he told me this last year, I would have been like, oh, screw Sessa. But this year he's actually been pretty reliable. So I didn't really, I wasn't really a fan of that when like you kind of need the relievers that you got. They definitely need the relievers. I mean, four yeah. wild pitches to lose the game. That's pretty brutal. Wow, it plays. Well, and then even and then even yesterday, even yesterday, there's sweat. There's Zach Britton's making me 
fucking sweat bullets over here. This guy, this guy can't fucking throw a strike. And Chad Green right now is just, I don't know, dude's just got the yips a little bit. He's getting hit all over the place. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Yankees did inquire about Scherzer. Sort of the Mets. Um, sort of the yeah, 20, yeah. 24 other teams. and he basically, he, he basically told the Mets and the Yankees, there's no way he's coming to New York. <laughs> I get not wanting to come to the Mets because you don't want to be in the division and blah, blah, blah. He's been he's done pretty well and with Washington and I guess whatever loyalty he's got left. But, like, why not the Yankees? Do you either just hate the Yankees or he's just like, you don't want to be a part of the New York media market? Like, I don't get it. Uh, it's probably a little combination of both. I get the sense that he probably doesn't like the Yankees, or at least he probably feels a, a, some type of way about the organization and feels that that's not a place for him. Uh, to be honest, I don't blame him. I really don't. I mean, I mean, look at them. They, they're fucking penny pinching, and they got more money than God. So, Yeah, but I, I mean, really this doesn't have to be like his long-term – his, his long term, like the rest the of only, his career. The, the only but... thing about the only thing about Scherzer was that, like, if he got traded, you, it was like you kind you would have almost needed to ex- give him an ex- a contract extension, and I know he would have not. He probably would have not been too keen on giving that to the Yankees just because uh, he knew that that would have been a hassle just trying to get money from them. And at this point, Scherzer's career. I mean, he already won. He won a World Series already now, so. To be fair, uh, what I mean, what else is he playing for other than just to more, more World Series ranks, more stats? I mean, you know, yeah, but it's hard enough to win one. So I, I feel like at this point, he's he figures to him, he thinks to himself, you know, I got that. So I kind of want to go for more more money now. Obviously, he, he wants to be competitive. He's I'm not going to say Mad Max isn't a competitor, but he's going to want to, but he's probably going to want to stick to the money probably. Well, he's going to go to a contender, so it's just a matter of yeah, where and a matter of, you know, it all kind of all depends on how much he wants after after this year, and I think it depends on how he finishes out the year. And if he's, you know, if he's nails again for another playoff and then and, and he go, like he's going to go obviously go to a contender, and if they're going to contend again for the next two, three years, like I could see him taking a little bit of a discount for two, three years of competitive competitive baseball which with a chance to win, but – I know that dude's a gamer. I would have loved to have him on the mats. Yeah, I, believe me, I would have loved to have uh, Garrett Cole and, and Max Scherzer as my one two. That would have been phenomenal. I mean, listen, I, I can't really be. I, I'm growing a little impatient. Um, it's like I said, it's Wednesday night. Trade deadline's Friday at four p.m. And yeah, the Mets have been a little bit quiet. Uh, they did get Rich Hill, Rich Hill, um, which is huge. They needed they needed a starting pitcher. They really yeah. did, um, especially with Syndergaard. No one knows what no one knows what his deal is anymore. And now there's a rumor that he could be like a back end, he could be a back end bullpen guy come playoffs if that if we get there. So <laughs> he's clearly not making it. So yeah, he's not starting anytime soon. Carrasco's making a rehab start, but but at the, at the end of the line or whatever, bottom of the line, end of the road, mess needs starting pitchers, but they also need a bat. Um no, this has been a hot, hot topic in the MLB Slack chat, but I'm not afraid to give up JD Davis. Like I think we kind of seen what we got from him. Um, I I would love I, I would love Ryan just because his versatility, play him in any position. Um, yeah, that's a guy that you guys and, need and, and spell guys and um and signing him too because if you to me if you sign him, you're putting a lot less pressure on bringing back Conforto mm-hmm. as a corner outfielder and you have some versatility. 
keep VR around for a little bit. And there's some things that the Mets can do. But, I mean, ultimately, they're still, you know, bottom half of the National League and run score. They need a bat. You know, if Story, you know, I, I've heard Story. I've heard Javi. I've heard KB. Um, any of those combination of the three of them. We need we need at least one, and I, I like another. I know like another bullpen or just arm in general, whether it's another starting pitcher that can be come out of the pen with the, the six man rotation. But Degrom's been hurt every other fucking week at this point. So if you give me six starting pitchers, I'm not going to complain, not one bit. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't blame you, man. Yeah, what what is up with Degrom now? Like, what is like what's going on with him now? I know he got hurt again, and he's they kind of just shut him down for a little bit. Yeah, he's just like got. He's just got issues. Every single one of his previous injuries, aside from this one, came from swinging the bat. It's really fucking annoying to hear because we should be having a universal DH. I should have to worry about the best pitcher in baseball getting hurt swinging the bat in a fucking yeah in a two nothing ball game in May. Like, nah, I don't want no part of that. But I mean, so this one was the only one throwing related. He is going to get a rehab start down. Um, down in the monitors and see what's see what's happened. But I mean, he's just got to be. That's why I want the six man rotation. Give him an extra day of rest. That's yeah. why you can let him ball out. He wants to push himself a little bit in the start. Fine, give him an extra day to recover. So I don't know. I'm just growing impatient. Like I said, hopefully you guys are gonna be listening this Thursday morning. Hopefully within. 36 hours of the show coming out. Hopefully that's got another guy. deal. And I tell you, we're I tell a different you, conversation next week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you who would be, what would be a great trade for the Mets. Um, I tell you what, don't ask me who you would have to give up. Cause I don't know, but you should make this work. If it'd be possible, get yourself uh Chris Bryan in a package deal uh, with Kyle Hendricks. I'm thinking more Kimbrel, but yeah, yeah, it's going to, it's going to take that. It, it, you're going to need – and the Mets are going to have to give up a lot for it, but it's something you do. Um, they're going to have to give up. I'm cool with them giving up J.D. Davis, clearly, and there's one prospect who's off limits. It's uh, the catcher. I forget his name. But we got we got a shortstop who's supposedly like a number th- – he's a top five prospect. But uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Marcy. Right, Ronnie but, that, but you're, going be, you're, you're going to be behind Lind- Lindor for the next decade. Like what – Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Young, why not? And Lindor's hurt, so like this could have been this this guy's chance to get some big league, get him some, Hmm? get him in front of more people, can scout some experience, use him like leverage him a little bit. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Everything's fucking. Listen, the Mets are still playing meaningful baseball. Come the trade deadline, I'm a happy camper, to be honest. That is true. It's that is not. true. We're almost we're almost in August, and the Mets are. Well, uh, listen, the Mets the, the Mets are going to run away with the NL East, or I mean, they're not running away with it, but uh, they're winning the division. They've been in first place for practically the whole year. They're I just hope, getting, I'm, hope I'm not getting like a 2007 type collapse or some shit like that. But yeah, uh, who knows? Um, while we're on the New York sports topic, I just want to talk about this a little bit quickly. Zach Wilson remains the only first round draft mm-hmm. pick unsigned. Um, the number two overall, overall pick, and the Jets, they have a differing opinion on not how much Zach Wilson's going to get paid, but just how Zach Wilson's going to get paid and how frequently and when that money comes. Um, to my understanding, Wilson wants a lot of his money front-loaded 
um, which is what Trevor Lawrence got a lot of his money up front. Um, Nick Bosa and a lot, of, whatever. The president has been cha- has been changed the last few years about these players getting paid up front, mm-hmm. and obviously the NIL stuff changed a lot. And there's going to be less of a strap for cash from these kids coming when they're about to become pro. But like Wilson didn't benefit from any of it. Anyway, bottom line, he's not fucking participating in training camps, and that's an issue. Like, how are you not going to have your rookie quarterback in camps day one? Like, figure it the fuck out, Joe Douglas. I tell you, yeah, I tell you right now, um, I don't know if this is a Joe Douglas thing or it's a Woody Johnson thing. I tell you right now, I got the gut feeling that this is 100% a Woody Johnson thing. Oh, no, it's a Woody Johnson thing. It it is. I shouldn't have said Joe Douglas. It's 100% a Johnson thing. Yeah, like. How do you do this to the guy you just drafted number two overall? Like they did, the, and they did the same thing with Darnold. Like they gave they him did. the money at they the end did. of his first year. Like why? Just like okay, it worked with Darnold. It's not going to work like, for this kid. Just give him his fucking money, dude. You're trying to, you're trying to like, like in the fine. You're trying to like in the fine print your, your, your franchise quarterback. Essentially, like this is the guy that you're handed giving the keys to the kingdom, and you're not. Like doing what he, I wouldn't say to do what he wants completely, but you gotta, you gotta, you know, work with the guy a little bit. I mean, listen, if he wants the contract more front loaded, you got a guy in Trevor Lawrence who already got the contract front loaded. Give, give the kid the money, man. I mean, I, I like Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson will be like the Jets franchise quarterback. And by franchise quarterback, I mean the guy that will actually be here starting and be like pretty damn good for the next 10 to 15 years. I think he's going to be that type of guy. Why not give him, why not just give him the money fr- uh, front loaded? If that's what the kid wants, give him what he wants, man. I mean, you can't, you, you can't do this to your, to your, to your number two pick. And if you're, you're going to give him the same amount of money, no matter what, like no that's matter the, what he gets that amount of money, that's it has nothing problem. to do with his agents, your team. It has to do with where he was drafted. It's a CBA thing. There is nothing you can do about it. Give the dude his money, make him happy, yep. make him like. Why is this the for his first impression of working with fucking seriously? From, yeah, that's his. That's his and, first and, impression of the organization. And then you're gonna, and then I'll kind of use this little transition. Aaron Rodgers showed up at training camp, and he gave a fucking really long answer. Asked about like how was your yeah summer? It was a twenty minute long winded answer, but he started it off by saying, "I was pissed about how the front office and like the." Packers overall had handled the departure of 12 veterans. He named them. He named a dozen people that he thought were mistreated poorly or lowballed on the way out. And Aaron Rodgers is 37. He's looking at that. You know, he named Charles Woodson. Like he thought they disrespected Charles Woodson, one of the best football players of all time. So like why I just don't understand having that type of relationship with your players and right off the right off the bat like the fucking what the jets are doing yeah jets 100 should really really got to get this shit going like they got to figure it the fuck out he, like get him in camp get him better get him working out with the other guys like it's just just a pain in the ass like obviously this is just kind of showing that sam darnold was more of a fucking angel than we thought dealing with the shit that is yep. going on like darnold probably wanted to get his money too like he was 19 20 years old when he came pro like I don't know. Give him this fucking bag. Move on. Make the kid happy. But, but I mean, we'll wrap up with the Rogers thing before we move on. But yep. he wanted Randall Cobb. Like he wanted. Yes, that's he, that's his that's his deal breaker. He wants Randall Cobb back. 
you know, Alex Trey and I talked about this on Balls Deep um, yesterday. Uh, I was live on Twitch. If you're new to the new to the site, you can watch, check us out on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash Vendetta Sports Media. Um, but anyway, we were talking about that. And it's just like Aaron Rodgers is a pretty simple dude. Like he wants to play football with his friends and he wants to win football games. And the way he said it, obviously there's two sides to every story, but he was like 17 years of input. And no one's fucking, no one's listened to what I said or anything I've asked. Like that's crazy. I mean, to be to be completely fair, the whole the whole Jordan Love pick was the stupidest thing that just they could have ever done. It's like you, ba- it's like they 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 basically just like spit in Aaron Rodgers' face and was like, I was like, we're take we're taking your successor because we don't think you could play anymore. And it was like it was so dumb and it was just blatant disrespect. And I mean, everyone always wants, like everyone points to that. And like, so do, so do I too. Cause like, that's just, that was, I think Aaron Rodgers last straw. And this is why we've come to this point. Uh, well, end of the day, Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing one more year with the Packers. And from the looks of it, looks like him and Devonte Adams will just be playing one more year for the Packers. And they are, they will both be gone on unless something drastic happens and they do something like win the Super Bowl and the team like and the, the ownership like changes. I don't even like, know that would fix it, to be like honest. Changes philosophy. Probably not. I mean, shit, at that point, they'd probably both just be like, you know, it was a great run, and uh that's that. And then they're gonna move on. It's crazy. Um one of the best quarterbacks I've probably ever seen, and I probably will ever see in my life is just like he plays in the middle of Wisconsin in a sport that they play in the winter. Free agents want to go there for one reason, one reason only, and you, they won't even let Aaron Rodgers talk to free agents about it. That's the great that, – that, that, that shit's absolutely insane. <laughs> if you want to read more about it, you can check out my blog. Uh, it'll be linked down in the description down below. But um, just – just that's kind of the NFL news. So hopefully I'm – Hopefully Zach Wilson's one of the next Aaron Rodgers. A little doubtful, but if this if I'm having this if I'm having this problem fifteen or if I'm having this conversation fifteen years later about Zach Wilson feeling that the Jets disrespected him after all these years, I'll be okay. I think. Yeah, I think you'll be. I think you'll be fine. Um. All right, we're smack dab right in the middle of the 2020 Olympic Games, except we're in the year 2021. That's right. So a little confusing, a little confusing at times. Any Anytime you turn it on, it's just like 2020 everywhere. It's like we can acknowledge that it's not 2020. Yeah, I know. I exactly. know the 2020 games, but like you guys have all this fucking money at IOC. Like change some fucking signs for me. Jesus. Like at least make one joke out of it. Just like, I don't know. Like I, I, I made this joke the other day. Like they're really going to erase the history books and just be like, yeah, no, this happened in 2020. Yeah. yeah I don't care. Exactly. Like, they're, they're, they're not going to, you'll never know what happened in 2021. <laughs> you'll never know 50, 50 years from now, 50 years from now, uh, kids are going to, kids are going to be like, well, why, why is, why is the, why is the date different? Like, why does it say that this happened in 2021, but it says 2020 on the thing. I'm like, Oh, well, that was because of the pandemic. They don't want you guys to know that that happened. They want to, you know, Forget about that. So once every four years, we get the summer to break up. You know, we get the Olympics to break up the slow, like downtime in the summer. And um, honestly, it's been interesting this year. It started obviously well before the Olympics with the controversy of Tokyo not even wanting to host it. 
but um and then even just on like the u.s front all right a few things before we, we get going on like that actually one it's really annoying that you don't know when anything is live and when it's not and like when you're watching on the tv guide it'll say new as if like it's new to like u.s broadcast television meanwhile this happened 16 hours ago like i woke up had to have been i guess it was monday morning or tuesday morning and it was simone biles out of the olympics okay we'll get to that in a little bit but then 16 hours later i turn my tv on at 8 30 and it's her final routine it's like everyone knows the ending to the story like why yeah. Like, I don't know. There has to be a better solution. I know that I'm just being a dumb American and realizing that not everything works on my time zone. However, like ESPN, not ESPN, NBC, just don't lie to me and tell me what's live and what's new and not. Like, just let me know what's happening right now and what's not. Yeah, that's all That's all we're asking for. It ain't It ain't that hard. Just believe me, I, I, I've been going through, like, the same thing. Like, I'll put something on. Like, I'll go be scrolling through the channels and, like, put on the Olympics. And... I'm watching, like, like, I'll be watching and I'll be like, this is def- this happened already, didn't it? And I'll go and I'll go and like check the score and I'll be like, no, this, this, this fully happened already. Like, why is it still on? Yeah. Like, if I can't gamble on it, don't say new or live on my TV. Like, oh, hell yeah. Like, if, yeah. 100%. I also feel like a fucking genius. Um, I kind of alluded to a little before Simone Biles. Um, she's out of the Olympics. It was, she's dealing with some mental health stuff. Obviously, it's important and, the way that they broke the news a little bit, even that morning was first it was an injury. Then they just called it not an injury. Then they called it quitting. And then it came out that she was dealing with mental health stuff. First of all, um, anyone who has a problem with taking a, like a mental health breather is a fucking moron, but especially like when like gymnastics, especially in the USA is like the most dirty, gross, fucked up organization in the entire world like they were enabling like one of the worst serial rapist fondlers in the world yeah so when you are asked to be the face of that entire organization like she this girl is incredible so incredible they have she's two new moves named after herself that no one else is even like physically capable of doing like that's how much pressure she lives up to and day in and day out. And like we said, these once every four years type thing, like there's a lot of sh- like, there's very few moments to, you know, you, there's a lot of pressure for these one moment. And it's just, I don't know. Anyone who has a problem with taking them like, back now, it's not like it was a team event either. Like you, I don't know. Like you're not letting your team down. You're not letting your country down. I see most of the takes were pretty rational on it, including everyone at the site, but Twitter's got some weird motherfuckers on it. <laughs> well, that's that's Twitter, man. That, that's Twitter for you. They're all you always you always find someone to argue with. Just they and they just argue just for the sake of arguing. Uh, I don't got. I mean, yeah, I, I don't got a problem with it. Um, you know, you got to deal. You got to deal with your mental health stuff. Um, take it easy. I mean, we still meddled in the event that she pulled out of. Uh, you know it's just it's just one of those things it's like you know go ahead do like like do you it's no big deal i, I mean especially you know for me i i don't know would i have a different would i have a different opinion on it if it was like somebody on the men's basketball team you know to be honest i i might i might I, at least a little bit 
But, you know, it's a girl doing gymnastics, you know, like, let her be. Like, it is what it is. And I know everyone on Twitter wants to act like they're, uh, they're like, they're like, like gymnastics experts all of a sudden, because that's what happens every Olympic season. Four years, yeah. Random, random ass sports. All of a sudden, everyone's a fucking expert on it. So, like, you know, like, just let the shake go, man. Like, it, it, it is what it is. Like, leave the girl alone. Yeah, it, it's been it's been an interesting few days on Twitter to say the least. Yeah. Um, few, few last things to the Olympics last night I was watching the, I think it was the 1500 meter freestyle. Oh my God. That was cr- 15. Can you believe that? I didn't even okay. know. That. Did you, you, so you watched that, right? I didn't know that that was an actual race. Yes. It's the, the first time it was the Olympics. You want to know the fucking craziest part about that far. And I don't know if you thought this was as crazy as I did. They fucking ran a commercial right in the middle of a gold medal race. That's that's amazing. Like that's- fifteen minute race. Like you can just leave the. Sh- we, can, we can see the race for fifteen minutes. You give us commercial after it. I thought that was horseshit. Like a full blown horseshit. That's like that's just terrible. Like I don't know. Like I I definitely didn't see the commercial. I think I caught it after that, but I could very well see that you're in the middle watching the race. All of a sudden, commercial. It's like what the hell happened? Like. And then you come back and and like what if lately like like what if like three positions changed? You're like, how did this happen? I mean, I, I, I guess it might have been a little bit different. I was what I was streaming it from my computer, so um, I got a full commercial. But apparently, if you're watching like from regular cable on a regular TV, it was like picture in picture, and they put the race in like this top right small okay. corner or something. Okay. That makes, even that makes even sense. still, like yeah. We we owe these fucking Olympians. They bust their ass literally for our country, our flag. We 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 base so much of our athletic like ability on Olympic gold medals. Like, let's just give the girl her fifteen minutes for the first like gold medal ever in this event. Like, I don't know. I I just thought that I think the NBC is kind of handling this all pretty poorly, putting shit behind their fucking premium streaming service. That is the most ridiculous thing. I, I swear to God, when I found out that you had to get Peacock just to watch men's basketball, I was infuriated. Did you get, did you get Peacock just to watch them lose? No, I already had Peacock. <laughs> I already had Peacock. So I ended up just watching them lose, but I, I do like, I already have Peacock for, uh, for WWE, uh, which I'm was not happy that I had to go and get Peacock for that. But anyway, uh, no, I didn't just get it just for men's basketball. But the fact that I had to see it on Peacock, I was a, I was a little – I was pretty annoyed. You you really just took this and put it behind a paywall. Like, that's some crazy shit. That is crazy shit right there. Basketball makes the most sense. Like, just people, a lot of people want to watch that. So Yeah, that's probably going to be – I can see NBC is trying to squeeze that. But, like, things. they're putting wrestling behind the paywall. Like, wrestling does never – Ever gets fucking national. Did wrestling TV. start yet? No, not yet. Okay, okay, I thought so. I'm saving my my free Peacock subscription for the seven days of, of like literally. I'm gonna yep. pick like a half hour before the wrestling tournament starts, so I can make sure I get the week of Peacock for that. Because yeah, like it's like I I literally been waiting for literally five fucking years for this Olympic Games, and you know put it on a paywall Peacock. Like get the fuck out of here. And that doesn't even, and we haven't even started talking about them DMCAing literally every single person that posts anything on Twitter. Like, I don't know. Three, Crazy. I mean, I, I, I don't even want to, you know what? Fuck, honestly, fuck the Olympics because they cut wrestling weight classes so they can put three on three basketball. 
just so they could play some fucking pickup basketball at the Olympics, they caught wrestling weight classes. Like that's garbage. Tell me how crazy. Tell me how crazy that is. We're saying you got you got three on three on three b ball, and they have four on four b ball too. Oh, they have three on three and four on four. I said for I I honestly sat there and said for what like really for what are we do are we doing three on three? I just like I just don't understand why why and like why are we cutting spots anyway? Like cool at sports make like surfing. Awesome. It was cool watching. I watched a few minutes of it. All this other cool shit, fine, but don't cut sports. And especially don't cut sports for different versions of the sport you already have. Yeah, and uh, well, I have a big... I I went on like a... I was on this big thing, so I'm sure you remember back, I want to say it might have might have been like five years ago or I know it was like in, in, in between period of the summer Olympics. It was an in-between period of the summer or winter Olympics and they wanted to cut wrestling altogether. Yes. That was the most asinine thing in the world. Like, I'm sorry. I like, I know that wrestling is not the biggest rated like sport is that's out there. It's, you know, the most people that are interested in it are people that uh, wrestled in high school and college. I get that. But wrestling is literally the original sport of the Olympics. I mean, this sport was in the Olympics when the Olympics first started. And it's it's like this is a sport. It's, it, it's so much heritage and just tradition about wrestling and the Olympics. I go hand in hand that there's no way you could sit there and really say we're going to cut wrestling from the Olympics. I was mad that they cut baseball from the Olympics, but I would be infuriated when they, if they cut wrestling from the Olympics. Now they did do a good thing and bring baseball back, but I was really not happy when they cut it the first time. To me, the baseball thing kind of sucks because all the, all the best players are playing anyway. Like Todd Frazier is playing for Team USA. Like, I don't know. Mike Trout's playing. You know, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I do. I. I think I like the fact more that it's during the baseball season, so that I can, you know, so that you can like see guys that are like fringe MLB players, like like free agents. I like that they're playing. I don't know if I. I like when the because you know why when the MLB players play, all I end up worrying about is if my players get hurt. That I know that happened to me during uh the hot the Olympics for hockey during this, the winter Olympics, uh, when the NHL used to do, uh, they used to put a pause right in the middle of the season. And I remember, first of all, that was stupid as hell. We're going back to that. I don't know. We're doing that next year. That's not a good idea. Cause what happened, what happened the last time they did that was really bad. The last time they did that, a bunch of guys got hurt and there was like numerous teams that fell out of playoff contention because their star players got hurt from the Olympics. Well, hockey players are different, bro. They love that shit. Like, they love playing for the That's Olympics. the thing like, they do. They like, do. Ovi, Ovi wouldn't play for the Caps, so they wouldn't let him play for the Olympics. That's a great, that's a great thing. Hey, that's a man, that's a man that loved, that's a man that loves his country right there. The man that loves Putin. He's <laughs> communist Ovechkin. All right. Um, I want to wrap up with a little, like, in-house Vendetta stuff. We usually do this at the start of the show, but, um, the Gallo news that we just kind of just got right into it today, but um, a lot, a lot of different, kind of, kind of a lot happened in our two a lot weeks. Of, a lot of different things happened, yeah. Um, let's just start with Carl. This podcast is now officially 
is a we respect Carl Heiser podcast because that man put on a fucking blogging clinic. A hundred percent. A clinic, dude. Um Trey just loves to like taunt us sometimes. I call him Troll Trey. Um and we were Garrett almost outposted the group a few weeks back. It was we thought it was we thought he had it like six eleven. It was actually six thirteen. And we were everyone was just going going back and forth. And Trey was like, no one can outpost the group. No one can outpost the group. Well, Carl took it upon himself, scheduled 10 posts for one day, cranked out another 10 in real time, dropped a nice fucking 20 piece on everyone's head. Boom. Carl stole the show. Yeah, pretty much. Carl Carl's Carl's a great guy. He basically he he basically he basically did the uh the Wolf Chamberlain holding up the picture. Oh, picture 100 points. It was Carl, picture 20. And, and the Carl Respect Tour, it continued because – so the rule was that anyone can outpost a group. They get to nominate their own person for Survivor. Um, in case you don't know, Survivor is our long-running series of the company where if Trey outposts the group, we fire someone. Pretty simple. Um, so Carl got to add any name he wanted to the list – he we did it. He went with Nicole. Bye bye, Nicole. I'm not she sad that you're gone. gone. She ended up going. That's that's right. My, that was my vote a few episodes back when she actually survived. And then, yeah, that girl after after she goes on Survivor, she barely she barely has a job because Alex Schick saved her by voting for her, by voting for someone else. Less than 24 hours later. She comes, she goes full fucking heel turn, goes right after Alex Chick, the guy who saves her job. Crazy. Yeah, she uh she like came in and was like when she first got here, like came in and was like demanding all this different stuff that everyone's gotta do and blah blah blah. And then she ghosted you know, everyone. Pretty much ghosted, and then that thing happened and she went off on went went off on went off on chicks. And like, I don't know. She just she just snapped. But hey, whatever. You know, she's you know, all people the chicks there too. Like he's not the person you want to be in like in a slack gutter war with. Like the, the fucking king of shit talking. Yeah, that's all. That, that's all. That that's what Alex lives for. I mean, come on now. People so so that. that survivor episode, the the name the biggest name in question was gonna was Nick Wilcox. Everyone thought he was gonna be fired. If we had gam- if we had Vegas gambling odds, he would have been like minus fifteen thousand to be fired. And let me let me remind you, this is the guy that thought Conor McGregor could break his leg on purpose. Yep. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of made a lot of jokes out of it. We made a obviously a long podcast segment out of it last episode. Wrote a blog about it, the whole nine. And then he tried to go on Alex Chick's show. He survived Survivor. He didn't get fired. And then he quit 24 hours later. It's like, see ya. Sorry, buddy. I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The only reason I wouldn't have fired I, I wouldn't have fired uh that kid was just because of uh how funny and how stupid that, that take was that, that could have just produced like that could have just we could have just lived off his forever fucking horrible we could have just just lived off his horrible takes forever uh but he didn't even get fired he ended up just leaving so nothing you can do about that 
I guess I guess uh, he just couldn't he just couldn't handle the uh, the ridicule. He couldn't handle the chicks there. Yeah, nah. He asked to call him. He he tried to call him balls deep yesterday. The show that I went on, he asked chicks there. Chicks there said no. So I anointed chick. I put the crown on his head. He said you're a king, and I took his walk off to spot. And we didn't talk any fantasy football. <laughs> I gave John Ross as my uh, sleeper. How crazy. Okay, should, that's pretty. Should, that's pretty crazy. That's one hell of a sleeper. You should, you, you should have seen Trey's face when I said that. You would, you would have thought I was speaking a different language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want to check out the highlights of that show, it's definitely in the YouTube. It'll be on the YouTube channel. Um, quick shout out to our, our boy Hunter who's doing this. I put, left my mic on the desk the entire time. I didn't touch it once. I swear. I brought my I brought my camera up a little bit for we, you. We did what we did. Um, let me let me know, Hunter, if, if you want me to do something else. I know you're gonna say something about this goddamn pulsating light behind me. I'll fix, that, I'll fix that for next episode. But <laughs> I know you're gonna say something about it. It's bothered me. It is what it is. Um, yeah, it's. Make sure you follow us on the socials. Um, we're gonna get the, those pumping again. Get clips. Try and do what we do. Um, we're this is our last episode of July. It's about to be August, dude. Yeah, we're, shit, bro. Still goes fast, bro. Bro, we're fucking here. Like football season's around the corner. We're about to have MLB playoffs. Like damn fucking straight football. Yeah, it's like I can't go. I, I I can't wait, dude. We're gonna have so much gambling content. Everything you need, we're gonna have it. You're at Empire's finest. Um, you follow the man, uh, Ant Font underscore one, right? Ant. Or no, and, and underscore and, and underscore font, font one. one on Twitter. Uh, myself at Adam Krieger nineteen ninety seven. Follow the show on Instagram at Empire's Finest, Finest with a one, and the Twitter is Empire's Finest, Empire with a one it's in the eye. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Yanks got Gallo. Who do the Mets are gonna sign? Find out next week on Empire's Finest.